Welcome back to another episode of Six Picks Music Club, a music podcast for people who understand the importance of changing the HVAC air filters. Hey, hey, everybody. I'm Dave. I'm here again with my favorite folks, Russ. Hey there. And Jeffro. You switched the order. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a new year. We're changing things up. What do you... I you know, I thought we would try it a little fresh. What is that okay? No, it's fine. I just was making a note. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I wanted to see how it how it felt. But uh, welcome back, listener. This episode, we're ringing in the near... The new... God, I can't talk today. This <laughs> new year is hard for me. Are you nervous, dude? <laughs> do you need a massage? Yeah, I uh, I would actually love a massage. I'm so tense... I'm seeing this chiropractor, but anyway, uh, not like a three-way <laughs> seeing him, but just like going to the chiropractor. Does he make you wear that V-neck white tee that you have on right now? <laughs> no, I picked this one out for myself. I was pretty excited about it. If you're wearing a button-down shirt and you're not like buttoning the button all the way up, because I can't do that. I'm too, I'm too... 90s kid to wear the shirts with all of the buttons buttoned up without a tie or something. I can't do it. Yeah, you're not a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> but if I have like if I have like the the regular t-shirt, the crew neck t-shirt, then it's got like the little white ring and you can see it so I get the V-neck so I can, you know, show a little bit of my yeah. my neck and my 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 yeah. collarbones and stuff. Okay, well let's let's settle back down before we get too crazy. Uh, let's just open up the the clubhouse. What's the uh, what's the password this week, Frodo? I think it's organ donor kebab. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, it's gross. I really like uh, the marinade you have the organ donor kebab uh, going with. All right, well, come on in, listener, and anyone else that's here today. We're excited to have you back. Let's get into the clubhouse, find our space, and uh, yeah, pull up a chair. We got a we got a fun one today. We are uh, being that it's the new year, and uh, we're not really talking about resolutions per se, but we are looking back at some of our favorite songs that talk about regret but also looking forward with some of our most hopeful songs. Hopeful is a word that I don't say enough because I'm rarely hopeful, but uh, that's just the darkness I live with. How about you guys? <laughs> I think I'm an optimist. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think, yeah, I'm an optimist. I, li I live in a nice house, so that's pretty good. You know? <laughs> that, is, that is cool. That is cool. Having it being... It's being... a real leg up. <laughs> We do feel very fortunate that to have uh, pulled ourselves up by our uh, parents' bootstraps to uh, uh, be where we're at. <laughs> I pulled myself up by my butt straps, which not a lot of people do anymore. That takes a lot of uh, uh, a lot of strength in the anus. I'm always impressed. Always impressed with you, Jeffro. That joke would have killed with my kids. They just anything, anything, but or whatever just immediate huge laugh yes oh of course yeah all butt stuff for them all butt stuff all the time well i mean that's that makes sense with your son we know what he does at school so <laughs> <laughs> oh man so my oldest is uh in the midst of doing a project at school and we had to go to fucking michael's of all places to get the supplies 
and it's I've got these two girls and and they're great and I love them to death but like the the older one is pretty cool about things and and the younger one feels like she's getting left out of everything because she sees everything big sister's doing and she's like oh, I can do that too so I want to do that but uh, yeah yeah well you can't cuz you're not actually you're not doing a project that needs a diorama about the Cherokee Indians girl your sister is <laughs> so like chill out I'm not buying you slime at Michaels right now it's not what we're here for we need supplies so I, and it's just so disorganized in there. I can't. Uh, no, it's, I, it's interesting that you mentioned Michael's wife and I went to Michael's just yesterday and uh, we we're getting. So wait, do they have, are they have, they have Michael's in Canada? Yeah. It's called Michelle's. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're stupid. in Michelle's. Oh God. That's stupid. Um, so we were, we were getting a, you know, assorted house, decoration things and wife needed uh, some um gold spray paint metallic gold spray paint so i go to the spray paint part and it's like every it's behind bars oh yeah it looks Lock like and key yeah that's yeah right. exactly and uh because there are all these restrictions about spray paint and they're worried about kids buying it etc and so we get we get a uh, assistant up there to unlock it, and it's a pretty heavy padlock. We're talking this is serious business. They open up the cage and get my one little bottle of gold spray paint. I was like, "Thank you," and I grab it to walk off. And the woman goes, "I'm sorry, sir. I've either got to escort you down to the register on the, on the first floor. We were on the third floor on the first floor, or." Um, I can just take it down there and it'll be waiting for you when you get there. And I was like, oh, no, mm, no way. I'm sorry, but that doesn't really work for us right now. And she was like, what do you mean? And I was like, just because if you take it and or you escort us, I'm not going to have a chance to huff it on the way down there. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, but you're, are you? <laughs> I was like, yeah, well. Uh, I was planning on just getting a quick sniff, maybe in the elevator or on the escalator even, just when nobody's looking. And she was, like, so shocked <laughs> because they've never had anybody huff in the store. But why would you have the in the store rule unless you're worried that somebody's, like, off to the side just plugging a couple of woofs of uh, metallic gold spray paint? Yeah. <laughs> In the past, we've done every every person gets a pick, and I think because we're all doing a regret song and then a hope song, let's do all the regret ones first, get those out of the way, and then uh, and then we'll end with hope. We'll end on a on a positive. Is that cool? Yeah. Yep. Awesome. All right. Well, I'm gonna go first because um, I'm I I just decided, and uh, the song that I picked for my regret song. Selfish. Yeah. Well, fucking deal with it. You can kiss my butt. <laughs> Nobody says that anymore. It's like, kiss my butt, dude. Kiss it. Kiss yeah. my butt. I, I also like, remember Eat My Shorts? That's yeah. so awesome. And we, we just we just left that. We let it go. We just... In the 90s. Bye. Yeah. Just Bart Simpson, that's yours. Eat My Shorts. Yeah. In 2010, The National released their fifth album, uh, High Violet, and uh, the track that I picked off of it is Blood's Bud. Blood? 
Buzz, Ohio. That's kind of hard to say. No, it isn't. Well, <laughs> fine. Blood buzz. Blood buzz. Blood buzz. Blood buzz. Blood buzz. Okay, Easy. you win. You, you win. When I thought about home, my still little money, to the money, to the money I owe, the flows are falling out from everybody I know. I'm on a blood buzz Yes, I am I'm on a blood buzz I'm on a blood buzz If you're not familiar with uh, the bands, um, they're this kind of dark indie rock uh brooding foreboding introspective band that was really hot in the late aughts and early teens uh of this past uh decade or so and it's led by a singer named matt berenger and um he has recently done some work with taylor swift of all people uh he produced her last record and 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 sang on some of those tracks so for our swifty audience this is a band that uh, is connected to your gal um, but this, this song came out in 2010 and it's, uh, cause he lives in New York now he's moved to New York, but he's from Ohio. And so the first lyric is like, you know, I was carried to Ohio in a, a swarm of bees, you know, I never married, but Ohio don't remember me. And it's this kind of looking back at your past and, uh, kind of, you're feeling something like your history or, or family. And it's like, it's in your blood and, and, um, uh, and so he's having this moment where he's 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 in New York and he doesn't feel like an Ohioan anymore and he doesn't feel like a New Yorker because he's only been there for just a little while. He's seeing himself in this in this space where he's he's kind of in between worlds and and having regret about uh, about love and life and family. How like you know you're from somewhere, but uh, you don't you don't always love it there. You don't love the people there. Like you're a different person. Like we drive through Amarillo uh, when we go to Denver to visit my parents and we stop there because it's halfway. And uh, I was born in Amarillo, but I, I don't ever want to grow up there. Like I don't ever want to, I don't look, I look at that and I'm like, man, if I, if we hadn't moved in 1987, like I would be a different person. And so like this, this song is like hits home for me for a lot of reasons. It makes me feel regret because the one of the first lines is that he's standing at the foot of her love with his shirt off. And I'm like, oof, just standing shirtless in front of a woman in your middle age. Tough one. <laughs> is regretting not hitting that gym? <laughs> yeah, yeah, regretting that extra turkey sandwich after dinner. A turkey sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> a turkey sandwich you don't care about me. And he's just like, he's like the kind of dude that you feel like he's just always had half a bottle of wine when he showed up. He's just always like right there in the, in the space of it, you know, um, just really. Weren't the national wearing shirts that said sad dads on them in the last tour that they were on? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't see Sad that. dads. That's yeah, hilarious. I think so. It is sad dad music for sure, for sure. But I, I, I do love the song. It's got a really kick-ass uh, uh, sort of musical breakdown about halfway through that is just raucous and, and, and loud and very much that Phil Spector kind of wall of sound piece. And, and uh, I don't know, this song kicks a lot of ass and I, and I love it. 
It's one of my favorite national songs. Yeah. I I wouldn't consider myself a big national fan because there's only so much of the, the sad dad. <laughs> Yeah, the sad dad that you can really put yourself through, but this is a good one. And I would also say that if you haven't seen this band live, they're a very different band live than they are, uh, as you might hear them on their record, because, like, I did not expect them to just, like, be so rock and roll when when we saw them at Lollapalooza that year. So that's me on Regret and The National. Russ, I think you should take us next. My song of Regret is called Heal Me by Sarah Shook and the Disarmers. There's a hole in my heart Ain't nothing here can fill But I just keep thinking Surely the whiskey will And if I keep on drinking Till they break Finds my windowsill Surely River Shook, known professionally by their birth name, Sarah Shook, has been making music professionally since 2010. They were born into a Christian North Carolina home and raised in a wholesome manner that taught them to do everything virtually the exact opposite way they eventually did it. Homeschooled and only exposed to worship music at an early age, Sarah rebelled when they got the chance and their first band was named Sarah Shook and the Devil. Because <laughs> fuck them. Right. <laughs> Rock and roll. In 2015, they started Sarah Shook and the Disarmers, and in 2022, released an album under the name Mightmare, which is Shook's solo project. The new Sarah Shook and the Disarmers album, Revelations, will be out in March of 2024. The song before my pick off the sidelong album called The Nail fixates on their lover's drunkenness. The line is, you're never ever home, and when you are, what was once a happy home becomes a bar. But they soon find the bottom of the bottle themselves by the next song, which is my pick, called Heal Me. Heal Me is a great song about despair and regret and misery. To say it's bleak would be an understatement. Shook's vocals throughout the song embody a complex blend of self-loathing and defiance. They carry a mournful undertone echoing the ache of a lifelong regret while simultaneously exuding a resolute strength and refusal to be broken. It opens, and you know exactly what you're getting from this song. There's a hole in my heart, ain't nothing can fill. Right. But I just keep thinking, surely the whiskey will. Later in the song they sing, I got a hole in my heart, because I've been doing wrong. My whole life long, I've had a bad feeling. I got a wound so deep inside me, my whole lifetime ain't enough time to heal me. Shook has a raspy and edgy voice with these broken yodels that show vulnerability. This song, and really the whole album, is a celebration of messiness, as Shook openly exposes all the ugly parts of themselves. They face the booze, the drugs, the solitude, the shame, and the despair in an almost punk rock mentality. But they do it with a loud, old-school country attitude that doesn't glamorize it, but rather reveals it for the harsh reality it is. It's the brazen delivery and the defiant attitude that are a testament to their willingness to challenge the norms and push boundaries. Even if it means venturing into uncomfortable territory. I love them. It's pretty great. No, I, I, I do love that, uh, that, that brand of outlaw country. It's like my favorite of that genre. Uh, and this fits right in. There is a lot of songs about drinking in that country music vein that uh, are, are fantastic. But uh, I did really like this one a lot. 
and I hadn't heard it before, so this is a nice a nice new new gem. Any song that's about whiskey or involves drinking whiskey somewhere, I I almost like any one of those songs. Thanks, Russ. It's a great pick. Uh, I I do like a song with whiskey in it. That brings us to Jeff. Jeffro, what do you have on the regret side? What do you regret? My song is Granddaddy's Okay With My Decay off of the 2003 record Someday, S-U-M-D-A-Y. Okay, with my decay though is um, for me, I interpret it as a, a hangover song, and I think that there's a hangover feel to all of our songs. But uh, my my two songs are about I have a hangover arc, and so I don't get like physically sick that hard when I'm hungover. My day, the following day, and this is after like some heavy drinking, right? Uh, like some whiskey drinking. But then the as soon as I wake up in the morning, I have what the Norwegians call fula angst. Um, they have a word for it because of Norwegian hard drinking culture. I learned this from my friend um, that I met uh, in 2016. I went to Uppsala, Sweden uh, for a work thing. And there were some people that had to come to like a dinner with me and none of them really wanted to be there, but it ended up kind of being fun. And then we all ended up partying and going doing like karaoke and stuff. And the next day, this woman that I've, I've been friends with since she was like, I have full angst. And I was like, what is, and she texted me that and I was like, what is that? And she's like, it's the feeling of dread you have. After a nice, night of hard nice. drinking, because you don't know if you said something or if you were inappropriate in any way. And so I'm just replaying it and replaying it and trying to fill in all the gaps. And I was like, they have a whole word for that's genius. Like, that would be a freaking awesome name for a <laughs> band. Yeah, Foulange. Foulange. Yeah, the second part of the word is like angst, but that's the way they pronounce it. It's F-Y-L-L-E, angst, but they pronounce it fula angst. But anyway, uh, this is the the song version of fula angst to me it's um yeah it starts with them coming down just like it's a come down from the beginning so yeah i woke up tuesday i think it's tuesday morning which isn't great because you were partying <laughs> on friday night um to come in down you know um but then he's he's coming to terms with uh this is jason lytle of granddaddy's words but he's coming to terms with it and he's like i'm okay with my decay i have no choice i have no voice i have no say you know tough one Mm. but that's the way that i feel for the first hour or two after waking up waking up after a, a night of hard drinking is like coming to terms with, am I killing myself? It, like, why am I doing this? You know, like I, my heart's racing. Like, I just feel like, what's the point of all this? You know, I've, I've Hey Jeff, ex- sorry to interrupt, but we've got to do that thing. Remember? Yeah. 
Okay, so we've had a lot of interest from sponsors lately, and being new to this, we're not really sure which one to choose, so we're going to try out different ones until we find the one that's the best fit for our pod. Okay, Jeff and Dave, will you do the ad read for the one Dixie gave you guys earlier? Go for it. Yo, you're going to have to try my new goat cheese salad. With roasted beets by Dre. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Nordstrom. Get your roasted beets salad by Dre. (laughs) That's not at all how he talks. It's such a terrible... It kind of is how he talks when he's rapping. Is it? He's like, when I'm on the mic, it's like a cookie. They all crumble. (laughs) That's one of his lines. (laughs) That one, that song too... It absolutely dominates. <laughs> what you want to talk about guns because they ain't got none? What you think I sold them all? Maybe. I love Dre. No, seriously. Let's just just finish the copy. You're right. Sorry, Russ. Um, roasted beats by Dre. Going back to the roots. Roots. <laughs> all right. This time. This time. One more time, Dave. When I'm when I say roots, get like get right on top of it. Like you're saying yep. it while I'm saying it. You ready? Yep, yep. Here we go. Roasted Beats by Dre. Going back to the roots. Roots, 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 roots. <laughs> Dave, you didn't even... <laughs> no, I thought you were going to be on top of me. Like a Beastie Boys. Like getting the getting the end <laughs> oh, of the line. Right. When I'm saying roots, you're saying roots. Oh, got it. I got it we're going to do 25 of these, aren't we? Last one. We got this. We got this. We got this. <clears throat> Here it goes. Roasted Beats by Dre, going back to the roots. Roots. <laughs> Our producer for this episode, Clee, is shaking her head no. Okay, that's cool. Um, all right, Jeff, thanks for, uh, for the read, and let's get back to your second pick. My second song is about the way that I feel after the Fula Angst leaves, and then I have about five or six hours of feeling better than I ever feel, which is a weird thing about my hangover. I have this period of complete anxiety, free living. Like I'm not stressed. I'm not worried about getting any work done. I I'm very present and I just feel good and things are funny. You know, it's this cool thing that happens. I don't know why it's maybe it's dehydration or like lack of oxygen or something, but like (laughs) I just feel really good for a while. And, and the song that I I think best embodies that feeling, and, and it does come with hope, is Elbows Magnificent, which is off of their 2017 record, Little Fictions. And there she stands. Elbows led by a dude named Guy Garvey, who's probably my music leader. He has a show on BBC Six on Sundays I listen to, etc. But it's just this excellent tune that he apparently wrote on his honeymoon. And 
it was in 2016, so the news was kind of weird then. It was Brexit. It was the rise of Trump. And so he and his wife, who's an actress that you've seen named Rachel or something, uh, but they just were not paying attention to any news and trying to stay hopeful about things. And this was a song that he wrote with that in mind. And it's about a little girl st- standing on the beach and picking up something picking up a piece of glass and setting it as a sapphire in her mind. And there she stands throwing her arms around the world. And then it's like swelling. And then there's strings on top of this rock song with like a really good bass groove. And he's got a wonderful voice and man, does it really like send you soaring like an Eagle this one, you know? Um, So just a really good, anytime I need to like, what a voice on that guy. Great voice. Great voice, and he doesn't have to work for it, which is he smokes and stuff. It's so annoying, but he uh. can just sing. And he writes good lyrics, too. He's a great lyricist, and he's a funny dude. Uh, but, yeah, the the song, like, if I just need to f- feel better about things, like after a particularly dark few hours, this is the song. Magnificent. <laughs> Do you hear that uh, Paul McCartney heard this when he was he was in the car dropping his grandkids off and he heard the song on the radio and he made everybody wait so uh, it would finish. He could figure out who it was. And then he wrote Guy Garvey a note telling him how much he liked the song. Shut up, dude. I didn't know that nice little gym. Yeah, it's cool, right? That is really cool. I told you that I, I think I told you guys this before, but when uh, Elbow was recording their second record or they had just put out their second record. Guy Garvey was in Paris and they were like flying from one gig to the other. But he found out that John Cale, you know, the famous John Cale from the Velvet Underground and all this stuff was on, uh, was in Paris at the same time. So he had one of his like friends or roadies or something take their second record to John Cale and hand deliver it. And he had written a very quick note on it like, John, big fans, I hope you have time to listen to this someday. And then fast forward, John Kill's doing this thing called Desert Island Discs, which is where you select the the 10 tracks you would bring to a desert island, you know, uh, if you were stranded. And an elbow song with, from that record was on John Kill's top 10. Whoa. And so that, and so it like had come back around and he was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> like, could you imagine how cool that would be? Um, That's fantastic. Like famous musician uh, with infinite knowledge of music chose your song pretty good pretty good yeah no i like this band a lot i i know you've been a a a hardcore cheerleader for them for forever and and uh have recommended great great tracks from them to me before but i hadn't heard this record before or this song and like it definitely grabbed me and said okay we're gonna listen to this whole thing and that was that was my day Good, man. You listen to the whole album. It's good stuff, huh? Yeah, I dig it, man. It's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, let's move over to Russ. What's your uh, What's your hope pick this week? My second pick, my hope pick, is called Serotonia by Highly Suspect. Now, New York, you know I love you. Because you made me who I am. Feel 
And just again, again, Russ, just bringing the hardcore rock and roll to the show. So thank you for keeping us honest and keeping yeah. us a rock podcast. Because it's just without fail. I can count on you for that. Yeah, well, I know. Which I'm sure, I think you guys are just, you guys don't really care for my music. And I apologize. I was going <laughs> to ask oh, you actually on. Uh, on the side note, should I just start changing my picks so it's better? Because I feel like you guys are like, oh, another one of his fucking songs. Okay, here we go. Stop. Is I think it, it adds diversity. I think I, so too. I, you know, well, okay. So I'm going. I never I'm, have heard any of your picks. I know. I know. No one else. That's why it's like I'm sitting there trying to present, and no one ever interrupts me because they're like, "We don't know what to say about your fucking music," and you don't know what to say about your fucking music, you <laughs> fucking loser. <laughs> I heard an early cut of the murder episode, uh, listener. If uh, we've recorded a bunch of these and they're coming out in different orders, I think. And Jeff's just like, "This song is not good," and those lyrics suck. <laughs> And this sucks. And okay. And Dave's like, uh, uh, I'm like, wow. Okay. All right. I'm done. See you guys later. It's uh, it's painful to listen to. Did I really say that? Oh my God, dude. Yeah. You, you murdered my picks. You just like fucking. Wasn't I just fucking, was I just fucking with you though? No. Cause I never got to a laugh. It was just like, it was like, that's, oh, that's preposterous. This is some bullshit. So I was like, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I'll just go to the next one. And then it was like, ah, oh, and this sucks and this sucks. And then Dave's like, yeah, fuck that. And then and I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> oh, no. I guess uh, I'm done. Just and, shitting on Russie's picks. Everybody laughs. Sorry, dude. Like, oh, man. I kind of feel, ba- feel bad now. <laughs> yeah, geez. It's fine. All right, moving on. Serotonia by Highly Suspect explores themes of personal longing feeling disconnected from others and the desire for a fresh start. The lyrics convey a sense of dissatisfaction with one's current state of being, but also open to the possibility for redemption and self-acceptance. In the first verse, frontman Johnny Stevens expresses a wish for everyone he knows to be dead, symbolizing a desire to escape from expectations and pressures of social connections. I I like that one of the opening lines is that I just want to be naked and masturbate all day at home. And that really speaks to me. I am right there. Like I get, but I I, I also was that. like, is this the regret song? Did I misunderstand <laughs> what? <laughs> well, it because it it starts that way, it does. But I mean, I think because uh, it, it captures a lot of different emotions. I think it, there's like the emotions of longing and alienation, and you know, and yearning for a fresh start, and then you know, offering this glimmer of hope amidst the darkness. And so it's just like a story about yeah. leaving behind uh, what you know and starting over fresh. The second verse continues the theme of longing for a new life, expressing a desire to live on top of the sunset and be part of Hollywood. The mention of Lana, potentially referring to singer Lana Del Rey, suggested a desire for companionship and validation from someone who embodies the glitz and allure of fame. Yeah, I also like get this real sort of like desire to have things, you know, being nostalgia. You know, he has a whole verse about old California and dancing with Elizabeth Taylor and Audrey Hepburn and Cary Grant. And, you know, he's like, I love New York. You made me who I am, but like, I don't, you know, I'm not that great a person kind of thing. So, you know, there's this whole element that I don't know. I think sometimes when you are, you live somewhere and and you feel like it's not going the way you want that if you just change your locale, like things will be, they'll, they'll, they'll improve. And it's just like, I don't feel like I've ever had success with that. Like, I've never like moved to a new city and then like had my life be better. So this this album 
came out in 2016, and I can guarantee you it did not work out the way he wanted it to. <laughs> so, uh, but you know, but it ends with him acknowledging his flaws while still hopeful he can start over. Serotonia isn't just a song, it's a journey, and you feel like you've gone somewhere by the end of it. All right, carry us home, Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so my hopeful song, uh, not from a very similar time, this actually came out in 2015 uh, from the freaking masterpiece album by Kendrick Lamar to Pimp a Butterfly. The song is All Right. Hard times like, yeah. Bad trips like, yeah. Nazareth, I'm fucked up, homie, you fucked up. But if God got us, then we gon' be all right. Nigga, we gon' be all right. Nigga, we gon' be all right. We gon' be all right. Do you hear me? Do you feel me? We gon' be all right. Nigga, we gon' be all right. And when I wake up, I recognize We gonna be all right. Yes. It's just like such a freaking banger of a track, man. Like, so I think that, uh, like, Pharrell uh, produces this track, but he's not credited on the album, but he's the producer and he actually huh. sings the uh, uh, the hook there, the uh, the the chorus. And um, oh, yes. And it's and it's great, and it became this this anthem that sort of in t- 2016 there was all of the you know the Black Lives Matter movement that came out of police brutality on on black people, and became this sort of soundtrack to this uh, part of this movement. You know, people were chanting it uh, in the uh, uh, protests and stuff, and um, it starts with a line from uh, the Color Purple. You know, all my life I had to fight, uh, and uh, it's just this great song about like I, there's this lyric where he's like you know we fucked up but if god's got us then we're gonna be all right and uh of course white me is is not gonna do it any kind of service that uh that kendrick definitely does and it's like this record was so freaking uh powerful it won a pulitzer prize uh and uh and it's, you know, best rap album. I think this song is the best rap song, best rap performance at the Grammys that year. And it's uh, it's just such a, a banger of a track that uh, kind of just talks about how things are fucked up and things have been fucked up. And, and uh, well, we got to trust the, uh, we got to trust the process. We got to like have the faith, keep the faith and it's going to be all right. So I think it's a very hopeful song that flies in the face of... Uh, you know, all the atrocities that, um, that the black Americans have, have had to overcome and are still, still fighting to overcome. And it's like, it's a relentless track. I mean, it's like, it's just like, I feel like it's pounding, man. It's just going, going, yeah, going. And 100%. He feels kind of, his voice kind of ragged and just like, I don't know. I feel like there's like a lot of emotion going behind it too. He's just the best rapper. Yeah. Kendrick, man, there's something about the way that, I mean, first off his flows are off the hook and they're like they're innovative rhythms inside of his flows it's all it's all like in meter and it's musical and it has he he's just doing all of the stuff and whereas like i feel like other rappers just do one thing he can do all of the things at the same time and that's why he's the goodest yeah no it's not always that like i feel like sometimes hip-hop shows don't always um deliver the same way that you know they do on the record just because it's hard to replicate a lot of this stuff 
but um, yeah, Kendrick closed um, ACL, I think in 2016, 2015, maybe it was, I think we both agree it's like the best hip hop show that we've ever seen. It was fan freaking tastic. Thanks so much for joining us for our first four episodes of Six Picks Music Club. We're really glad you made it this far. We will be back in two weeks' time with another four episodes for you, with the first being where we pull out our ween. And we talk about some of our favorite ween tracks from their early brown catalog and their later career less brown tracks. This episode of Six Picks Music Club was produced by Clee Torres. <laughs> Clee <laughs> Torres. <laughs> this is my favorite part of the podcast. Edited by Luke at Mayas. <laughs> at Mayas. <laughs> Special thanks as always to Dixie Wrecked. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Jesus.